welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast where we speak with our mouths and you listen with your ears. And somehow science makes it all work. Today's podcast is brought to you by physics. Physics. When you need to get something done, it's got your back. Physics. My name is Jason. Hey yo, I'm KJ. And we kick off this episode with our Week in Review, where we learn that Custard's first stand may have been in Wisconsin, but it definitely wasn't Custard's last stand. And we hear the thrilling conclusion to Jason's father-daughter dance gate. We'll also pronounce some stuff and take a quiz or two. Later, find out if we have a guest. When we play, do we have a guest? Then we'll get real with our thoughts and Midwest with our bias. And we'll wrap it all up with recommendations, feedback, and of course, more of those, and I'm a little reluctant to say, crazy Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. QE! In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Well, what is up this week? Good is up this week. Well, that is good to hear. Yeah, good is. What else is going on besides good? Good, good is definitely up. We are a feedback heavy show today. Oh, that's great. And we'll get to a lot of it later. But mm. I want to get to something right out of the gate. Awesome. I love it when people give us feedback and engage with the stuff on Twitter and all those conversations this week were and and for the you know last several weeks have been hilarious. So I, I absolutely keep that up. That's great. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So it turns out I was right. Huh, imagine that about something. <laughs> You're right about a lot of stuff. In that there it seems to be that there are culvers throughout the country. Yes. We got some feedback on that. So I, and I believe that you maybe have an update on it, but I definitely have an update, but go you? ahead with the okay. feedback first. Yes. So Jolene Wochick at JMR Wochick on Twitter tweeted mm-hmm. us and said, Oh, another reason Jason should visit Nebraska. Culver's custard. Definitely not meringue. <laughs> it's the best. I think which was in reference to me asking what's the difference between custard and meringue. Yes. Which actually I didn't bother to look up, so Obviously, it's not meringue, so what is the difference between custard and meringue? Let's Maybe somebody could tell us that. Yeah. Now, and this also goes way back to the fact that you have not been to Nebraska. You went on a cross-country yes. trip, but you skipped Nebraska. I've went on many multiple cross-country trips. Yeah. And, and Jolene somehow lives there. Nebraska. Yeah. And she's trying to persuade you to come to Nebraska. I will definitely eventually get there at some point because it's three... You know, I've got three states left, and that's one of the three. So I, I will, I will get there unless, and, and we'll get to this later as well. Unless you know, I don't make it past February twenty fourth today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now and then, Todd Takay at Tooth Takay, mm-hmm. um, he said there are Culvers here in Kentucky. Love butter burgers and cheese curds. Nice. And I've actually never actually tried their cheese curds at Culvers. So it sounds like they combine. They bring in. You said, is it? Did they start in Wisconsin? Is that where they're based? Yeah, yeah they're, okay. they're based so out of Wisconsin. They, that's why they have yeah. a cheese curd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then someone named Jason Fuse at Judo Never Fuse. Mm, he no, said, no, no idea. More Culver's, locations in, more Culver's location info has been brought to my attention, so find out what an idiot I am next episode. So, <laughs> yeah, that guy sounds like an idiot, all right. Cue the idiot. Okay. So after my wife listened to the podcast, <laughs> uh-huh. 
She said, you realize that there is a Culver's within about two miles of our house <laughs> up at the, at the closest like shopping area, like, you know, restaurant area of restaurants near the mall. And I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I think you might have actually been there before. <laughs> I'm like, what? Really? But not only that, um, our next door neighbor has uh, two daughters and one of them comes over and babysits teenage daughters has that uh, babysits for us every now and then. Mm hmm. This girl works at that Culver's location. And my wife said, I've told you this multiple times over the past several months that she started a job working there now. And that's why she's not always available some nights to babysit for us. Oh, no. This, this so, is uh, hearkening back to moving the craisins out of the way in the cupboard to yes. get what you're looking for. And yes, I am... Apparently oblivious to whatever I want to be oblivious to. It's sele- it, it's selective ambivalence or yeah. selective ignorance, but I don't get to select what I am choosing to be ignorant about. I just have these gaps in my memory or like, and it's not that I don't listen and it's not that I'm not hearing it. It's just some reason it's not making the connection in my brain of, Oh, yeah, I remember this place. This place sounds familiar to me because I've heard about it multiple times in the last six months. But, you know, hey, well, it you, is what it is. You've probably decided that it's not important enough to remember. Well, you would think it's it, it is important, though, because that takes away, you know, our, one of our main babysitting. That's pers- true. People. And believe me, when you have two young kids, that is that is very important. And we don't get to take near as much advantage of you know, babysitting as we should, because basically that's our one option. Cause our, the other, um, girl that uh, used to help us, um, every now and then she had moved to Florida, which I think actually she's moving back now. And Deanna and I are very excited about that because we were talking uh, just this week about, Hey, let's start setting up some more times to go out and do stuff away from our kids. And I think Deanna actually said, oh, cool. even if it's, we go to the library and sit quietly and stare at each other, at date as night. long as our kids are not there, <laughs> it's a bonus. It's a benefit. And I totally agree. So we're going to be doing more of that. Um, you know, so you would think I would remember the Culver's thing because it has impacted my life mm-hmm. in multiple ways It does outside of food. It does make me a little sad, though, if you've actually maybe been there and it didn't have a, give, leave a lasting impression for you. Well, I'm starting to get this, like, you know, impression that I have been there for some reason, mm-hmm. but I can't remember it. So uh, well, I think that maybe should that's be... not a good recommendation. I think that should be your uh, next trip out with your wife. Go to Culver's. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's that's what we'll have to do. So any other updates this week? Do you have any? Oh, yeah. Um, one thing that I do remember is okay. that um, you remember the father-daughter dance rant from last week? Oh, yes, I do. Um, which I think did John Fitzpatrick tweeted about that, right? Do you have that? Yes, at FitzJohnP. Nobody puts Jason and his daughter in the corner. Hashtag father-daughter dance rant. Yes. <laughs> Which is a great reference to Dirty Dancing, you know, considering it's a dance. A movie that you've never seen. Correct. But somehow, just from osmosis, have, you know, so many people talking about it in the culture, in yes. pop culture, I, have, I basically know the entire plot and everything that happens that's of importance in that movie. And of course, I know that my main man, Lenny Briscoe, is in that movie as Baby's Dad, right? Yes, and you know what else? Not this past year, but the previous year, one of my favorite fantasy football teams team names that I've that I've had is was nobody yes. puts Brady in the Brady corner because yeah. I had Brady on my team. 
Yes. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that quote. Anyway, so you have an update on this. Yes. Uh, thanks, John, for saying that. that the tweeting that was pretty Yeah, funny. it was funny. Um, so we didn't get into the dance. We didn't dance in the parking lot. We oh. did, however, set up a disco ball and lights, and she got a dress and got her, uh, my wife braided my daughter's hair like Elsa from the movie because that's how she always says braid my hair like Elsa from Frozen. Okay. Um, so she did the braid in the back and all that stuff. And because she's got like a blue and white dress on that looks like the dress that Elsa wears in that movie, most of the movie. Um, movie that I don't like, but I can appreciate that my daughter loves it. So, you know, movie I haven't all. seen. We've watched it many, 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 many times. It's it's not my thing because it's more of a musical, but it's it's. I think you would actually enjoy it if you like music in movies. You well, know. I've done a jingle uh, to that song. Oh, you did Let It Go, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, did a, I did a jingle from that movie, Let It Go. Which which is actually a, as much as it is more like a Broadway kind of song that uh-huh. I'm not really into that style, it's 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 a pretty good song. I like, uh, that song's okay. It's, you, you know, it sticks in your head. Yeah, it does. Um, okay, so you brought so, the daughter dance to her. Yes. We had our own dance here at at our in our in our living room basically and set it up and um i went and got donuts so she got a donut with like pink frosting which i think you saw a picture of that yeah um which she loved that even though you know it wasn't exactly um going and getting the cupcakes because they had like all kinds of cupcakes set up and you could take pictures and my wife took pictures of us dancing and doing different things and uh we loved it and had a good time and she was thrilled and so the only thing that matters is that she had a great time and when i first told her that we wouldn't be able to go to the dance but we were going to do whatever she wanted to do you know we could set it up here we could go you know dance in the parking lot like i was talking about random yelling about last week yeah and she chose to eat a donut and you know do hair nails put the dress on and and dance around the living room and i was like that's awesome and she had a great time and she was thrilled um and actually i think it'll be a better memory for her growing up than if we'd have went and she would have been you know kind of shy because mm-hmm. she's in kindergarten so she would have been one of the youngest kids there and it's kindergarten through fifth grade and i feel like whenever we go to the school and she's there she's always kind of like shy she's like no i don't want to you know there's other people there she might not have danced she might not have been you know as you know into it as far as you know yelling and screaming and throwing her hands up in the air so and it i think it actually worked out better um than us getting tickets to go to the dance great and Sounds like thing, it was a good I, yeah. time. Yeah, it was really. I had fun. You know, I mean, the donut was, looked really good. Let me just yeah, say that. And, yeah, it was pretty good. I ate, <laughs> I ate a couple of those myself. Um, but the um, speaking of no sugar, it's kind of yeah. thrown out the window for that day. Um, the The other thing I found out was that the reason why they didn't sell tickets was because the room in the school that they chose to hold it in had a capacity. Oh, and they they knew it wouldn't fit. All the students, if like all the students from the school, all the all the um, young girls from the school got their dads and they all came, uh-huh. it there would have been over capacity for the fire marshal. So the fire marshal would have said, you know, you can't have this many people in this room. Um, so they couldn't of, move it to a different location? Like a, They the, have much bigger rooms in this school. They have a whole gymnasium, like indoor gym, like basketball court size thing. Okay. The reason they didn't do it is because the people from the PTA who were doing the decorations didn't want to move their decorations to these other rooms because the decorations wouldn't looked have have looked as nice in those rooms as as the, as the room that they set it up or, no. or planning to set it up in. Yes, yes. The principal oh apologized. The principal sent an email back and apologized and said we've never had this happen before. The PTA said they can't 
they don't want to move the decorations. They don't want to do this. So this is what we're stuck with. Yeah, and un- we're sorry. Unfortunately, the principal probably was horrified that she or he oh, had yeah. to do that. The, the principal is is great. I, I, I every time I've ever interacted with her, she's been great. So I think it was really the PTA people going, "Oh no, we're not doing that." Our, our decorations won't look as good. It's not set up. So, you know, we really can't do that. We really can't move it. We're just going to have to exclude some people. And the thing is, if they would have said, there's not going to be any tickets sold at the door a week ahead of time, and here's you have to buy tickets and get in, there's, you know, the limited number of tickets, then it's my fault for not buying the tickets. Right. But to come out and then say the day after, oh, we're not going to sell any more tickets at the door, and by the way, the last day to buy tickets was yesterday, instead of coming out and saying at that point, Hey, we're sorry. It's at capacity. This has never happened before. We apologize. That even that would have been okay with me. But to come out and say the day after, by the way, like yesterday was last day that we're selling tickets, and no tickets are sold at the door, even though we told you there were. It's the confrontational meh, attitude of you know how they. Uh, it's how they came out and did it versus if they would have just said, "Look, we're sorry. We we didn't expect this to happen. You know, we're at capacity. Sorry." Right. That, even that would have been better. It's just the way that they handled the PTA handled it afterward. I was like, "Come on, really, Jason? Just, I'm sorry yeah. you were given the wrong information." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything I have done has offended you, I would like to, you know, p- apologize. If if you were offended, I don't see why you would have been offended because I didn't do anything that would have been offensive. I didn't do anything wrong. It's your fault for being offended in the first place. Exactly. Sorry. That's my apology. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, Very ridiculous. Especially line, the decorations. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Bottom line, PTA is ridiculous. My daughter had a great time. I'm happy. Perfect. So do we have any more updates or any other, anything else happened this week that you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, as long as we're updating, okay. we are going to do, both of us, not just one as the podcast, but both of us will be doing a March Madness Bracket oh, coming up soon. Okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay, I guess that's. I guess that's already settled. <laughs> um, and so we're going to figure out a way to allow others that want to join to cool. um, sign up. There's got to be online programs that allow you to do that. Um, mm. I have done these things in the past where I used to tally these by hand, and I I'm not interested in doing that. Oh, but wow. I'm sure yeah, there's no, a no, no. there's all kinds, right? ESPN. All of that. Yeah. So anyway, we... Well, maybe Alexa. I'm sure there's a CBS. Oh, Alexa CBS, might do that. CBS has a... I'm sure has a bracket thing, online thing. CBS does. ESPN does, because that's what the Kornheiser show use, has used cool. in the past. But uh, be on the lookout for that. So people want to pick a bracket or do the bracket or whatever it's called. Select mm-hmm. a bracket, fill it out. And then yep. I think we're going to um, give prizes to, I don't know, Ooh. maybe the top three or something. I, yeah, if we have three, if, so it'd be me and you and a a third person. Yeah, <laughs> that might be it. Yes, and everybody might get a prize. Everybody might get a prize. So anyway, we will just be on the lookout for that. We're um, we're going to be doing that at some point before the cool. March you Madness me- tournament starts. All right. You mentioned that you know, like Tony Show, where they have the people call in and do the brackets. Are we going to like fill out our bracket on the podcast and like have people like phone in and do their brackets or or not? No, Jason. Good. (laughs) Well, that wraps up the weekend review for this week. Those two are just some... something. We hope you're enjoying listening to the podcast, and if so, give a shout-out to Physics. 
Through frequency, wavelength, and amplitude modulation, physics makes what you hear possible. Physics. We also hope you've enjoyed not flying off the planet as it hurdles at an incredible rate of speed through the cosmos. This is brought to you by gravity. Gravity. It holds you down, but in a good way. Gravity. A subsidiary of physics. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. So this week, we got a few listener pronunciation suggestions and awesome. a clarification. And it, it turns out to be a, a pronunciation. Cool. But we'll get to those suggestions in a minute. But first, mm-hmm. do you remember Louis N-O-C-E? Oh, yeah. Noche or Noche, Noche. We, we were guessing? Yeah, mm-hmm. we were guessing. It turns out it was definitely a guess and not a very good one. Um, okay. <laughs> he, he sent a message with a clarification. It is Noce. Oh, okay. Like N O S E S E E. Okay. So, so at, we were way wrong. Sorry, right. no, sorry Louis. Yeah, sorry. Or, Lu- or is it Louis? <laughs> Good point. It could be Louis Nosey. Yeah. We're going to need another So now we need a clarification, clarification on first name. Yeah. At the Louis And if you have a middle name, Louis or Louis, if you if you have a Mr. Mr. Nosey, if you have a middle name, might as well go ahead and send the pronunciation key in for that too because absolutely we're we apologize we're terrible at this obviously <laughs> so he tweeted us his summation of our podcast last week and he said oh cool on speaking of tangents with buffalo underscore alice we learned that samsung is very bad and judo fuses pta are dopes lots yep. of great outrage and awesome. he, he nailed that thanks yeah. uh mr nosey <laughs> there you go <laughs> I, I think that would be, you know, awesome to have, you know, him update us every week. Just summarizes if he can, if he can fit our entire podcast or the the basically the the gist of the podcast in 140 characters, tweet it out. That'd be funny. Absolutely. Yeah. And then on Facebook, Todd Takei mm-hmm. um, called into question this. He said last week we talked about the word biopic. Yep. And he Biopic. Said, yeah, or biopic. 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 It's actually, biopic, yeah. <laughs> he said, might you have the pronunciation of biopic confused with myopic? 100% yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, of, yeah. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> we were very myopic on that pronunciation. Yeah, and I think I didn't I say it's like double vision, which is absolutely incorrect yes. because myopic is sing, single vision. Or, uh, well, you were, yeah. Tunnel vision, I guess. Yes. You were going with the, you know, the using the prefix of bi being two. So, I mean, hey, come on. Yeah, but then it should have been bioptic as we, we so shouldn't it be myoptic? Yes. Um, maybe Todd can answer that one for yeah, us. okay. If a biopic is a biographical picture, then would an autobiographical picture be a myopic? That's what I was just thinking as you were oh. asking the question. See, so I mean, it could be a important pick. questions, Maybe important I was... questions, and no answers here on the Speaking of Tangents podcast. Exactly. Patrick Smith emailed us at Speaking of Tangents podcast at gmail.com. Cool. And he he was wondering how we pronounce the coloring implements that children use to color. Colored pencils. <laughs> Markers. Chalk. Um, what's the what's the watercolors? What's the brand name for markers? Isn't there like a brand name? Um, don't sniff this. Yeah. Sharpie. Yeah, Sharpie. Um, and he said... No, please do not give children Sharpies to color with. Don't, don't. Not the permanent ones. Not the permanent ones. My daughter had tattoos for a week one time that she gave herself on her arms. So you have given her Sharpies? 
No, she got sharpies. Okay, got it. Because she crawled up on the counter and pulled them out of the cabinet. Important clarification. Yes. Um, he's talking about the company, C-R-A-Y-O-L-A. Mm. Crayola. And then the, the C-R-A-Y-O-N-S. Crayons. Crayons. Okay, so I think we talked about this way back in the beginning, that original yeah, this New York Times. this is like the Times. very first one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that one was listed. And I think, so Patrick Smith says he always called them Crayola crayons. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Crayola crayons. This sounds like insurance. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and I believe that you said that you called them, way back then, you said you called them crayons, and I called mm-hmm. them crayons. C-R-A-N-S. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's totally regional. Yes. I've heard both. I've heard but both, the, too. But I think more but, crayol, crayons is su- southern. So you're saying he puts the emphasis on in crayon on the cray part. Yeah. He says it the way you say it. Crayons. No. I, really? Well, you said Crayola crayon. You said cray. <laughs> I can't say it again how you said it before. Rewind. Uh, he says, I always called them Crayola crayons. Okay. I think I say crayon. I put the emphasis on on. Oh. That's what I'm trying to do. Is it not coming out that way? Crayon. <laughs> you don't have a problem with no, this. No, you are kind of saying it that way. But I think the point here is that you're saying, you're spelling, you're, you're, you're doing C-R-A-Y as cray versus mm-hmm. um, C-R-A-N, cran. All right, so use Crayola crayons in a sentence, like I just did. Okay, well, this is how I would say it. Yes, uh, just don't think about it, just say it. As a child, I really liked to use Crayola crayons. Ah, uh, okay. Now, now. Now I'm hearing the difference. I got it. That doesn't make any sense. If you're looking at the word, if I say Crayola, why, wouldn't I, not, why would I not say crayons? Does anything we do or say make any sense, really, though? No. I don't know, I'm, not, I'm just talking about us. I'm talking about society as a whole. Oh, for the most part, no. But he makes a good point. I mean, I'm not going to say Corolla, Corolla. That would be a Toyota. Yeah. So, crazy. Or a, or a Toyota, Toyota. <laughs> Toyota. So Toyota Crayola. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. it's Crayola. Yeah. Why is it not crayons? I'm one of those people that says crayons. I think for the most mm. part. I mean, I've said crayons. Crayons. We might have to get some more expert analysis on this. I'm sure Brad Weiss will tell us what he thinks. Yes, the the, the speaking of tangents, linguistic resident. Yeah. Or, I would appreciate it, actually. Uh, as we'll get to later, the hashtag pedantic jerk. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hashtag Staten Youngman, which we will also get, we'll to, get later. to later. We'll get to later. But, you know, that goes back to the word C-R-A-Y-F-I-S-H. Crawfish. Exactly. Crawfish. Now, do you say crawfish? No. Crawfish. Emphasis on the first syllable. So when you say crayon, it's almost like one syllable. Crayon. Crayon. C-R-A-N-S. Crayons. Like cranberries. Yeah. So is it crayons? (laughs) Instead of craisins? No, I say craisins. There's a gap in my... um, there's not a gap. There's a discrepancy in how I pronounce mm-hmm. things. So I grew up in Louisiana. Which could be, you know, you get a little Creole or Kroll in there. 
Cro- no, I say Creole. <laughs> so maybe it's just crayons. See, when you think about it, do you say crayons? And then when you, when you are just trying to say it in a sentence, it's crayons. Crayon. I can't even say it. I can't even do it. <laughs> I think I say crayons, but I, I'm sure I've said crayons because to me that's southern, and mm-hmm. I totally. I've always balked when I hear people say crayfish. It's crawfish, even though it's spelled like crayfish. I agree. So I don't know why I say crayons. Probably because I've gotten used to it now living in the north. Yeah, there you go. So, wait a minute. I would think that crayons is more southern because it's how southerners tend to mumble yeah. and run words together. So, do people in Minnesota say crayons? I, I can't even say it right. <laughs> you can't because you're like, crayons. <laughs> crayons. Crayons. Um, I believe so. I believe they say crayons up here. Hmm, okay. Crayons. You know, that's... Yes, Southerners tend to mumble, but sometimes they also send, tend to drag things out. Ah, uh, yeah, and over-enunciate, like insurance. In, yeah, insurance. Speak, speaking of how, where you put the emphasis on the words, yes. there was another one we came across this week that made me laugh, that we, we just happened to, that when I was editing the podcast um, and heard you say a particular um, fast food restaurant, yes, that I, that I emailed you about and said, wait a minute. Is that how you always say this? Because I had never uh-huh. noticed it before. Because we've talked about this place before. Yeah. There is a jingle that I wrote that you and Joe sang with this restaurant in it. Yes. The Dairy Queen jingle. That's my favorite. With, that was my favorite line to sing in that whole thing. Yes. Try something else from? Five Guys. See, which you put the emphasis on the five, and I say five guys. No, no, no. You put, I put the emphasis on the guys. Five oh, that's right. guys. Put, you say five guys. No. Five guys. Five guys. Like five insurance. Five guys versus five guys. It sounds like you're asking how many guys? Five guys. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to eat? What? Oh, I'm thinking maybe five guys. Maybe. <laughs> it sounds like a question. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that, I guess that, I think that there is some studies on region, regionalities and, hmm. and um, answering things in a question form. Isn't that a valley girl thing? Probably that may, that seems like from the eighties. Yeah, that seems. I seem to remember something like that, but you know, I don't have the most trustworthy memory, obviously. <laughs> and I, hey, have you ever had Culver's? What's that? <laughs> now, so, speak, wait, so speaking of food, yeah, speaking of food, mm-hmm. I think you're. Uh, I was thinking. You said I say you've noticed that I've said five guys, five guys, five guys mm-hmm. differently than you do. I yes. say I've noticed that you say the the um, the the holiday that comes before Christmas on a Thursday. You say that differently than I do. Hanukkah. <laughs> Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Or Hanukkah. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is actually how you're supposed to say it. I don't think Hanukkah's always on a Thursday, is it? I don't know. To be honest with you. Oh, you mean Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, yeah. Yes. I say Thanksgiving. Okay. And I'm saying, and I'm putting the emphasis on thanks? Is yeah, that just like insurance. Thanksgiving. Oh. And five guys. I guess I'm a first syllable emphasizer. Yeah, I think so. And you are a second syllable or not first syllable yeah. emphasizer. For, hmm. for the most part. Now, is that a regional thing? I think so. 
Hmm. So you so when you hear people in Minnesota or anywhere you know north of say Kentucky uh, say Thanksgiving, they say Thanksgiving. Yeah. See, it's still like it's like what do you Thanksgiving? <laughs> what's your favorite holiday? Well, I'm not sure. Maybe Thanksgiving. It sounds like a question to me. Well, because you you asked me a question and used Thanksgiving was the last word in the sentence. Oh, okay. Well, so use it in the middle of a sentence. Um, I can't wait to travel to my parents' house for the Thanksgiving holiday. Okay, I didn't really notice any emphasis. I mean, I'm ter- I'm the worst person in the world to be judging <laughs> this, but I didn't notice any emphasis on either syllable that time. It's almost like you went Japanese on me. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I guess if I if I'm going to say just that word, I'm going to put emphasis on giving, and you're going to put emphasis on thanks, which you know that's really where it should be. The emphasis should well, be on thanks at this holiday. Well, but giving, no, giving is important. Well, too. that's true. Giving, it's 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 equally important. Yeah. So I think we're we're justified in however we want to pronounce it. Same so goes with which, crawfish. I don't say crawfish. No. So it just depends on the word. That makes and sense. And where you're raised and where you're living now, et cetera. True. Do we have any other feedback, pronunciation related yeah. or anything this week? Um, so another, what it was a, it's a word usage issue, he said. So this come from, oh, okay. this came from Bob. He emailed us. But he also referenced his Twitter handle to tell you, Jason, that you nailed his Twitter handle pronunciation right out of the box. Oh, this is uh, at Adadiah. Adadiah. And mm-hmm. I think I said Adida or something. So he said he had a word usage issue. He said, I think the word reticent refers mm-hmm. to someone who chooses to speak little or not at all. Yes. But I've heard it used even by TK, um, Mr. English Major. Mm-hmm. More generally, as reluctant, as in, she was reticent to act, and he wondered our thoughts on that. Uh, I think it's. I also think of reticent as you know, um, a, a close enough synonym to reluctant mm-hmm. that they're close enough that you could, because um, you could say they were reluctant to speak. Yes. Or you could say they were reticent to act. As long as you're putting, because I don't think I've ever used reticent, meaning an action without putting to act on it. And I haven't used reluctant remaining as far as speech without putting to speak or reluctant to say anything. I would never say she was reticent to say anything, okay. but they can be transformed. They can be crossed over. And this is just me rambling off the top of my head about this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to anybody who knows what they're talking about. Maybe yeah. we'll get some some feedback on this. Yeah. But whenever you cross them over and, you know, mix them up, you I almost always hear to act or to speak added to it. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So you're just like he said, you're saying you almost hear she was reticent to act or reluctant to act. Um, that I've kind of heard both, but I've never heard reluctant used in place of reticent without, if you're going to, if you're going to say something about someone I didn't want to speak or was, you know, hesitant, uh-huh. which is the word I would probably use um, instead of reluctant or reticent. But if you're going to say this person was hesitant to say something, you would not say she was reluctant. You could say she was reticent, reticent. which okay. which to me, you know, kind of implies the speak part. Right. So but if you said reluctant, it, it would still work. You just have to add the to speak onto it. You have to be more, okay. you need more like be clarification more onto the word yep. um, to make it, you know, fit. But I think, I think it works. I, certainly I've heard it used all different ways like that. I definitely have, and 
I think I've used it in both ways. Yes. And it to me, it's probably one of those words that over time, it's just become accepted that even though it may not be absolutely correct, people know what you're talking about and they're not going to make a fuss over it. It's it's one of these things where even, you know, in 20 years, a lot of this internet speak that we, I think we talked about it several weeks ago about words that some people, I think it was an article in The Ringer about words that they wish people would stop using after 2016, mm-hmm. was at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, in terms of, the reason why new words get added is because they start out as slang or, you know, misuse of a word or, you know, mis- applying a word in a different, or, you know, in a different context that it's sort of like, but not quite. And then eventually over time, that kind of fades away and the edges get blurred and everything gets grayed out and you end up, you know, with words that are sort of alike can apply to different things and, you know, made up words become actual words and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that was an interesting one. Thank you, Adadiah. Yes. Bob. I've got one more. Okay. And it's this month. The pronunciation of this month. Okay. That we're in right now. Oh, you mean the actual name of the month? That's right. Okay. Um, February. Say it again. February. Yep. February. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, see, you're doing the the cryon thing again to me. Well, let me use it in a sentence. Say it again. Okay. One of my least favorite months is February. Really? Yeah. Really? It sounded like you're doing like February. February. I can't I can't run stuff together like you are. Well, see Weird here this my mouth's not working. This month name is one of the most mispronounced words out there according to yes. something I read. I totally agree because it's a very common, I mean it comes up every year. It does. It does true. But people say February. There's no R in it. February. Yes. And it is very hard to pronounce. If you catch me in a pronounce. lazy moment, I will say it that way, too. Oh, yeah. Me, I'll too. I'll leave out the R. It's very hard to pronounce February. February. Yes. I would say I would say go beyond just mispronounce. This word, this being one of the most mispronounced words, this is one of the words where I bet mo- so many people will say it and then repeat it in a slowed-down fashion afterward to correct themselves. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. People say February, and they say, oh, I mean, February. Yeah. It's like they're like they, they're policing themselves in the middle of their sentence. I hear that all the time yep. with this word. So I think what really needs to happen is this needs to become the reticent-slash-reluctant word, and just let's just call it February, please. Yeah, just go Feb. Feb or two. <laughs> two. So really, you don't like February? It's fine. What do you got against love? <laughs> well, we did discuss that last mo- last week, didn't we, about uh, Valentine's Day? Yes. <laughs> it's just the shortest month, and people that have leap year birthdays get kind of screwed every four years, and it's... I they don't in, age as fast. I mean... That's true. They only, for but every, they don't get like, to celebrate a birthday, and some people don't care about birthdays, but other people do. Hey, I, I would I would trade a birthday for quartering my age. That's how that works, right? They don't actually age. That's true. It's fast. They age one, you know, three fourths slower. Yeah, it's in Minnesota. Science. It's just yes, yeah, science. It's just cold. So, like today, for the last week, we've had above high temp, above average temperatures in the fifties. All the mm-hmm. snow is melted. Wow. It's wonderful. So I, I'm loving February right now. But that's really unusual for there, right? It's very unusual. Yeah. And the real February is going to rear its ugly head very soon because we're supposed to get 
six to 16 inches or something like that of snow. That's that's quite a range. I was looking, yeah, it's like a Sheehan-esque range. (laughs) I was looking forward to maybe getting on the golf course early this year. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And that's why, that's what February is, February is like in this this part of the country. (laughs) I policed myself, yes. Yes. Well, I've, what I'm hearing is that you are taking your disdain for winter and blaming it on February. Yeah. Which is okay. And March. Because, you know, March that's part is the, the same. Package. I like March hey, a hey, lot. Hey, 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 hey. Don't you dare talk about that bad thing about March. I like March a lot. I, no, no. You take that word out of your mouth. Don't, don't you say, don't you badmouth March. I, l- March I'm, is the best month of the year. <laughs> I'm using it in a sentence. I love March. There we go. Okay. Did you really mean that? Yeah, I do like March because awesome. it is a sign of spring, but you can get some really bad snowstorms here. So what I'm saying in March, so what I'm saying is February you is there's no, there's still that it's that time where it's just dragging and you know you've got more winter coming and we just can't yeah. wait for March. That's how I yes. feel about February. I, and well, I have I, people that have birthdays in February in the family. Yeah. But it's just one of those months for me. It's gray. The sky's gray all the time, including today. It's just gray. We better get out of this segment before I get really sad. You need need to move to like Florida. Well, no, not Florida, but you need to move to like the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. And and I I understand. I mean, my sister's birthday's in February, and I. But hey, eleven months out of the year, I'm looking forward to March. Absolutely. This is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing That should limit what this segment is Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz What do we know? Yes, it is a quiz. All right. So, you remember about a month ago, we talked about Minneapolis. Um, I think it's pretty much well covered. No, I don't remember about a month ago, but go ahead. Okay, let me re- re- restate that then. About okay. a month ago, Sounds good. We, we talked about Minneapolis and St. Paul as being the town with the longest drought without a championship among the, the oh, cities that have four major sports. That I actually do remember. Yeah, and then a few weeks ago when we had Sean Morrissey on, mm-hmm. we talked about it again when he mentioned that D.C. had a long drought. Yeah, I think they were second, right? Second, yeah. And then, like, Atlanta was third, but, you know, then they lost the hockey team, you know, like right. eight or nine years ago, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah, exactly. Thanks again for that stat, young man. Definitely. But, so we've never really named the other cities that have the four major sports. Yeah, very true. true. So I thought you and I would see if we could name all 13 of them. All right. And I had no idea there were 13. This is a quiz that I found. Cool. And maybe what we should do is I'll name one and you name one or you'll name one and I name one and we'll see how it goes. Sure. Uh, you can kick it off if you want to. Okay. Just to be clear, these are the cities in the United States with the four major sports, NFL, yeah. NBA, NHL, and MLB. NASCAR. Someday, oh, MLB. Okay. Someday NASCAR might be on that list. Well, I mean, I'm from the South, so. Yeah, exactly. I don't even like NASCAR. I'm just saying. It's All pretty right. popular down here. All right, you want me to start it off? Yeah, you go. Go first. Well, I'll just pick Minneapolis-St. Paul then. We know that one's on there. Um, Your turn. Is D.C., is that, you think that would be considered a city? Washington, D.C.? Yes, I do. Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, Next, let me just, let's see, Milwaukee. I don't think they have a hockey team. Well, you're going deep already. 
Which they really should. Milwaukee should have a hockey team. It's Wisconsin. Um, okay, at L.A. Louisiana? <laughs> well, no, New Orleans doesn't have a hockey team. No, <laughs> L- Los Angeles. Oh, okay. What's, what state? Is that, where's that California. Located? Oh, okay, sorry. I'm unfamiliar with Los Angeles, California. <laughs> um, New York. New York. New York, New York, okay. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm. See, I'm going Texas, but I'm trying to think. Mm. Dallas. Yeah, that would be Dallas because of the. I think the Dallas North Stars, or now they're called the Stars, is in stars, Dallas, right? Stars, and then the Cowboys and the Texas Rangers are basically in Dallas or in Arlington. Uh-huh. Um, and um, what am I missing? Uh, Cowboys. The Mavericks. NBA Mavericks. 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 Yeah, good one. Okay, you went Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you could may- maybe stay. Uh, no, maybe not. Hockey's the tough one down south. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Nashville, but I don't think Nashville has a baseball team. Uh, what about Denver? Okay. Denver Broncos, Denver Nuggets. Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies and Colorado Avalanche. Let's yep. do Denver. Denver. I, I go Denver. Okay. You're writing these down, right? I am. Okay. Um... Let's see. There's 13 of these? 13. We have, we're at seven. Okay. Oh, I think I have one. And this is cities, not states, right? Cities. Does Miami have a hockey team? That's going to be the tough part for me. Miami. I have no idea. There is, there is a hockey team in Florida, though, isn't there somewhere? Yeah, I think it's Tampa Bay Lightning. Or used to be. It could be, it could be that they moved to... Um, well, Tampa Bay might be the answer then. No, they don't have a basketball team. Uh, uh, they don't have basketball. Let's see. Does Indianapolis have a hockey team? No, they probably don't have a baseball team, do they? I'm, well, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get closer. This is this is harder than it seems, isn't it? A year ago, I would have said St. Louis, but the Rams moved. Oh, I wonder when this quiz was written. Yeah. Um, uh, updated I'm say, quiz updated. January 24th, 2017. So that okay. means St. So Louis should have been so it off. Is current. Yeah, they're not on there. Um, let's say, let's go, um, can I say Bay Area? Like Oakland, well, yeah. San Francisco, and combine those? That's what I was thinking. But what's their hockey team? Um, the San Jose Sharks. San Jose is San Francisco, basically. Okay, then you might, let's just say San Francisco. Yeah, but do they have a, what am I missing? Oh, hockey. Golden State, Golden State. Yeah, yeah let's San do Francisco Bay Area. I'm gonna go Bay Area. Maybe they'll maybe they'll give me that. And I'm gonna go with Detroit. Oh, that's a good one. Right, they have them all. Mm. Detroit Pistons, Detroit Lions, Detroit Tigers, Tigers, and Detroit Red Wings. Yes. Okay. Hockey is what's getting me. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, me too. Nobody cares about hockey, right? <laughs> Except well, for Sean. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm just kidding, hockey fans. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to go... Um, see, Pittsburgh doesn't have an NBA team. Hmm. Pittsburgh doesn't, no. And I just thought of one, and they don't have an NBA team either. They're probably not a hockey team. Because Charlotte doesn't have a hockey team, right? Or a baseball team. They might have a hockey team, they don't have a baseball team. No. This is tough, because I know a lot of NBA... NFL teams, but I don't. 
I, I'm struggling to think of ones that have baseball or hockey in addition to that. So we might need to work together on these That's last true. few. So, what about Baltimore? Do they have a hockey team? No, they not have the that I know DC. Net, okay. Yeah, it's the Caps. How about um, more Texas towns? I was going to say Houston, but I don't think they have a hockey team. Because they have the Astros, they have the Rockets, um, they have the, the Texans. Texans. But I don't think they have a hockey team. Unless it's like some, it's like, I'm terrible at hockey team names. I, I, yeah, if you, me too. I, I could maybe get half the teams in the league. Maybe. I don't think I could even get half. Mm-mm. How many cities do we have already that we think we're pretty confident We have on? nine. Oh, so there's only four more? Yeah. Oh, this could get tough. Any more about- in California? I don't San Diego doesn't have an NBA team. No, yeah, no, ah, they know the Clippers moved. Um, and Seattle doesn't have a hockey team or basketball. Supersonics anymore. Mm-hmm. They may. I think they're going to get an expansion team in the next several years. They'll they be the should next because those there. Seattle people are yes. crazy about their sports. Yeah. Anybody in Oklahoma City wants to complain about Kevin Durant leaving can eat it. Yeah, exactly. They, not their fault, but they stole the, their owner stole the team from Seattle. Yep. Yep. Um, Cleveland. Do they have a hockey team? I don't think so. That's what I thought of before. Let's go with Cleveland because they, they've been in the news about not having a longest drought. Maybe there is one in Cleveland. No, because it's Columbus. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets or whatever they're called. All right. Let me just double check the title. It says name the cities, not the states. Okay. Nebraska. Anything in Nebraska? <laughs> Culver's. <laughs> Jolene, that's the only two things I know, and it's a lot of, you know, um, cornfields. That's what I know. That's the three things I know about Nebraska, not having Uh, been there myself. Kansas City. Does Kansas City, they have a football team, they have a baseball team. Mm -hmm. They don't have a basketball team. No. Nashville, Nashville Predators, how come Nashville does not have a baseball team? They don't have a basketball team either. That's true. They only have hockey and football. That's weird. Mm hmm. And we know Boston, Atlanta. Boston. Oh yeah, we're idiots. Yep. <laughs> so I, that should have been like number three or four on the list. You know what we should think of is the the top the the five cities that have the original hockey teams. Was it Boston, Detroit, um, Detroit, Tampa Bay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Reno. Now Phoenix has. Phoenix has a hockey team, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Do they have a baseball? Yeah, Arizona yeah, Diamondbacks. Arizona are they, Diamond. So it's Phoenix because they have the Cardinals. The Cardinals are Cardinals. in Phoenix. Cardinals, yeah. Good. Two more. All right. Um, Portland Are we has, certain that New Orleans does not have a hockey team? I have no idea. Because uh, they have the Saints. They don't have baseball either. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say? Um, uh, Portland has basketball. Yep. I don't know if they have anything else. They don't have football, though. Mm-mm. Or baseball. I'm trying to think of others. We should probably approach this from what teams we know are left, like NFL teams, like Atlanta. We know they the hockey team we, moved. Yeah, we know that there's um, no Atlanta. Charlotte, I talked about that. Um, there's nothing in West Virginia. No teams. So there's no San Diego. Um, what uh, about no if Kentucky. they updated this in, in um, January – did the Oakland Raiders move to – are they going to move to Las Vegas for sure? Um, no, that's not that's not official, so they're certainly not Vegas. And Vegas didn't have anything else. 
That's true. They don't even have baseball. Mm-mm. That, that was Missouri, St. St. Louis is probably a good guess. Yeah, but they don't have the Rams anymore. No, they that's don't. That's what I'm saying. That's Chicago. why. I, that was what, you said Chicago. Yeah, Indianapolis. We don't uh, think they have a baseball I team. And I don't think they have a hockey team either. No, Ohio. Columbus. It's got to be something in Ohio. You might be right about Cleveland. Well, yeah, we put Cleveland. Actually, we haven't put Cleveland. Let's put Cleveland down. Yeah, I don't think that's right, but because I think the hockey team's in Columbus. That's right. And Cincinnati doesn't have, well, anything. But um, Cincinnati. They have the Cincinnati Reds. They have the Cincinnati. Oh, um, what about Philadelphia? Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> Philly, yeah. The Phillies, the, um, the Eagles. Eagles. The um, Flyers and the 76ers. See, this is, you know, showing my your um, dirty South bias and my Midwest bias. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're forgetting the East Coast teams. Yeah, we are. So let's look at that a little bit harder. Like, Buffalo doesn't have, they don't have an NBA team. Um, no. What else is packed in that I-95 corridor that we don't care about? Okay, what about, um, this isn't I-95 corridor, but what about um, the Carolina Panthers? They're in Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't have a baseball team. Okay. That I know of. That I can no. think of right now. No. I don't You're think so. You're the baseball so. person. You come up with the baseball teams, and then we can narrow it down that way, too. Yeah, but the baseball teams are all... What about Orlando? Orlando Magic. I don't think they have a football team. No. And they don't have a baseball team. They... Uh, Tampa Bay, Miami, Marlins. Jacksonville. They have Jacksonville. The, the, Jackson, the football team's in Jacksonville and Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay doesn't have a basketball team, neither does Jacksonville. Florida, well, if it, you would think Florida would have one of them, but they, but apparently they don't. Tampa Bay, Miami, Jacksonville. Yeah, I don't think they do. So Miami uh, what are the basketball Miami Miami Heat? What other basketball teams are they there in? Florida. Orlando Magic, uh, uh-huh. Miami Heat. I would say Miami, if but I just don't know if they have a hockey team in Miami. So it's you're pretty certain that Columbus is Cleveland is not in the running because Columbus is the hockey team. So I'm maybe it sure. is maybe it is Miami. But I think Miami's kicked out just because Tampa Bay is the hockey team in Florida. That's right. I Tampa mean, do Bay you need Lightning. two hockey teams in Florida? I wouldn't doubt if they did. Hmm. Where did the Atlanta team move? To like Alberta or Saskatchewan, somewhere in Canada. Okay. What about in like uh, Salt Lake City, like Utah? You got the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. They don't have a football team. They don't have a football team. Mm. And it's not it's it's not uh, Canadian cities either, because then I would probably say Toronto. Oh yeah. Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto has everything but uh, NFL, and basically they. Tried to steal the bills a few years ago, mm-hmm. so they almost had that. Seattle. So okay, mm-hmm. we 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 we've determined that Seattle does not have two of the four. Uh-uh. Missouri. We we decided St. Louis doesn't count because they left their their football team left. Does San Antonio? I'm just thinking of NBA teams. Does San Antonio have a hockey team? No, they don't have anything else. They don't have about. a football team. Mm-mm. Um, it's got it's it ha, don't you think it's an east coast town we're missing probably since that okay so new york spot. philly baltimore 
D.C., Pittsburgh. What, what team doesn't Pittsburgh have? They have the Pirates. They have the they don't have an NBA Steelers. Team. Oh. That I don't know of. I don't think they do. Are you sure there's 13 of these? That's what it says, 13. All right, I'm going to I'm going to give up because the only other basketball teams we haven't mentioned were I mean you t- you said Minnesota, right? Yeah. Minneapolis? Yeah. Um Utah doesn't have Utah Jazz, Indiana does and Indiana they're in Indianapolis. They're missing something. Um Charlotte's missing um baseball and yeah. probably something else. Um Memphis they have a hockey team, a basketball team, they don't have a football team. No. Um, you said Denver, right? Yep. Orlando doesn't have probably a hockey team and something else. I think Toronto. we're dealing with either Cleveland or Miami. Okay. So how many more do we need? One. Oh, so it's it, I bet it's Miami. All right. Let's put Miami down. All right. You want to see what the answers are? Yep. So the first one we said was Minneapolis-St. Paul. Oh, yep. Check. Washington, D.C. Yep. Washington, D.C. Check. Los Angeles, California. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Yep, just wanted to be ahead of the game there. Good deal. Check, all right. Three for three New York, New York. New York, check, obviously. Chicago. Yep. Dallas. Dallas, okay. Denver. Denver, yep. And the Bay Area. Yeah, I typed in Oak. I typed in San Francisco. It didn't give me anything. I typed in Oakland, and it pops up San Francisco Bay Area. So yeah. Okay. Nice. Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Boston. Yep. Boston. Yeah, I can't believe that was a good pull. I can't believe it, we took so long to get that. <laughs> Absolutely. People were screaming, including John Miller. I bet. I think it's just our, we're tired of seeing them win and all the sports. Yeah. Um, Phoenix. 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 Yep. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. And one more. Miami. Miami. Yes. Boom. Hundred percent. We got it. What's the Miami hockey team? No idea. (laughs) Nice job out of us. Yes, that, that was pretty good. That was that was a that was a good good mix of. Geography. Oh, the, the Florida Panthers are in my are based out of Miami, according to this. Is is that a that must be a hockey team? Yeah, that's the NHL team, Florida Panthers. I just didn't so know they were based out of Miami. No, I didn't either. But cool. uh, there, so there are two hockey teams in Florida. Yep. Very good. Unbelievable. Why do people want to go to hockey in Florida? People don't want to go to anything in Florida. Have you seen that? Right. You know, that's why teams leave all the time. Yeah. Because exactly. they're, it's too much other stuff to do. We've covered exactly, that before. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers. I guess Florida's in Miami, so. All right. We're so undefeated. We'll, we, we won again. Yeah, we are undefeated. So speaking of sports. Yes. With baseball just around the corner, you know, spring training is in full effect, Jason. Woohoo! Baseball is here. You realize it's in the middle of the NBA season, right? I know, I know, and I'm actually really getting into until after June. I'm really getting into um, NBA. Yeah, but so to get into the spirit of baseball, I thought it'd be fun to do something about baseball. 
So when I hear spirit of baseball, I think of watching a few innings and falling asleep. So is that what the spirit we're talking <laughs> well, about? Well, this, this quiz might put us to sleep, too. Okay, good. This quiz is, uh, let me pull it up here. This quiz is, can you name the rulings or the ways for a batter to reach first base? Well, depends on which kind of first base you're talking about. <laughs> well, let me clarify. In baseball. Well, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. So apparently there are seven ways to reach first base. Oh, there's way more. Oh, you're still talking about baseball. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there are way more than seven ways the other way. Yeah. The other first base. All right. So why don't we do that? Why don't we just alternate back and forth? You name a way and I name a sure. way. To reach right. first base in baseball. All right. I think you should give me the benefit of the doubt and let me go first on this one. Yeah, go ahead. Because I know I'm one. Yeah, uh, they, I don't, seven is a lot. I don't know if we're going to get all seven of these. All right. So you get a single. A base hit. Single, okay. I'm going to type um, these in as we go, just so. Yep, okay. Single hit is what it says. So, um, I'll go with a walk. Okay, walk. Uh, base on balls. I'm going to go hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. Yep. We got them in um, order so far. Why don't we do intentional walk? Intentional. Base on balls. Nope. I guess that's considered under. It, it, when I typed in walk, it came up with base on balls. So. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's okay. part of it. Um, I guess that's part of it. I'm going to go a strikeout. Yeah, strikeout, throwout. Yep, drop, strike three, yep. Okay. Single, walk, <laughs> hit by pitch, strikeout, throwout. Well, let me think about this. I was assuming I, that... I got it, one if you want me to go again. It, you don't get. I'm pretty sure you do not get first base on a balk. Um, if, that's, if that was a, one I was going to guess, but no, that um, I was going to say error. Sure. Yes. So we got two left. This year, you could say that it's a signal from the dugout. <laughs> this year? Yeah, because they're changing that. You saw that rule change, right? Yeah, but isn't that an intentional walk? Yeah, but it's like instead of the. the Pitcher didn't even have to throw it anymore. They just, I know, they just the make manager a sign. signals. I was just wondering if maybe they were including that in there, but no, nah, that's that's not in there. This was updated last to, in 2014. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. They should have to throw the ball. Yeah, because you could you could have a wild pitch and somebody could be on base. Anything could happen. Yeah. That's a, I mean, are they trying to make baseball more predictable? It that sounds like going the wrong direction. They want to basically. They want to speed the game up so people are interested in it, like you said before, so they're not falling asleep. Oh yeah, that's true. And it does well, take a don't allow you know, you know ten minutes for a pitch and change and take a commercial every you know thirty seconds. Yeah, that kind of situation. Um, so I think we've covered now. I bet you these last two are the tough ones, right? Because we've covered the easier ones. Yeah, certainly. Since it's the two that we haven't gotten yet, I would say the tough yeah. Ones. <laughs> I was really hoping intentional walk was on there. Yeah, I think they just included it all in based on balls. Um, I'm going to say fielder's choice. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yes. So we got one left. I have no idea. Um, it's got to be something weird rule that... Yeah, and we know, you know that they don't get first don't know about. for a balk. What about... Mm-mm. I don't think this... Try infield fly rule, but I don't think that that works for first base. No. Because that's an out. Yes. Yeah. That person would be out. It's the 
the other the people that are already on base that would can they can advance right. and that kind of stuff. Right. This is me remembering or trying to recall stuff from Little League days, basically, because <laughs> I haven't watched baseball in many years. Well, yeah, years. and the error is was a good one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that could that could happen well, in Little League. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um. I guess. Uh. Well, if you're really looking at it, couldn't a batter could reach first base and then second base and third base and home if he hits a home run he's still reaching first yeah, base but there'd be more than seven because we only we only have one left and that'd be, right. be single yeah. double triple single double run. triple um so is yeah, there, there is probably some obscure rule isn't there the the batter could be awarded besides a ball can a batter be awarded a base based on an umpire's like discretion because i feel like i've seen it before like you go to the base but i I have no idea. I would say umpire discretion, which... Yeah, but... No. No, I mean, I think that would have to be... The it's got to be something called something specific, man. Yeah, and I'm prob- I am probably will know it as soon as we... If we give up. All right, I'm because- out. But you... See if you can figure it out. I mean, I, I, when I say I'm out, I'm not leaving. I'm just... You, you, I'm you, out of guesses. I can't Jason, think Jason, out. See ya. Um, yeah, a bunt is considered a base hit if you get on. Yeah, that'd be a hit. Because when I typed in single, it came up hit. You which can't I guess that's how they steal uh, first base. That well, that would sense. be considered strikeout, throwout. You know that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. Although it wouldn't be a throwout if they reach first base, just a strikeout. All right. The timer ran out, and the answer came up, and I saw it. But I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Until you want to give up, I am would I, have never guess this. Am I going to give? Do I need to give up? You don't think I know it? Um, you might get it. It was sort of along the lines as I was thinking of like an umpire discretion. You, it could. It's like a judgment call, sort of. Um, sort of like when the um, player, like if you're trying to break up double play at second and you slide, call the runner at first out if the player like slides too far out of the baseline in order to you know break up the throw. Oh. It's, you would. What would you call that runner? What is that runner trying to do with the play? To the interference. Play? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So interference from who? Interference from the first baseman or the catcher hitting the catcher. Catcher, catcher interference, interference is what it yeah. says, which okay. I never would have come up with that. Yeah, well, I should have. I you, mean, you I've got s- it. I mean, I gave you some hints yeah. after I saw the answer, but yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was so. Baseball is again. here. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no robots. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no Okay, here's a real thought about bananas. This should be interesting. <laughs> and I've never been a big fan of bananas. Um, something about their texture makes me... Is that me... the real thought? You've never been a big fan about No, bananas? Is this no. going to be another watermelon thing? Are we going to have to get into no, this No, no. But, uh, you know, now that I'm on this new eating plan, fruit is just about the sweetest thing that I get to eat. So that yeah, I've been you. I've been eating Apples bananas more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been eating bananas more than I ever have. I usually don't like them, but they're okay. I just ate a handful of Oreos. Oh, God, I love Oreos. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh. 
So your no sugar thing is is gone. Yeah, I told you the pink donut, like yes, you know, father daughter treat. Um, just kind of from the dance last last week, just kind of threw that off. So I, I'll get back on the. Is it on the wagon or off the wagon? I'm always confused about that. That is that was something we should put in pronunciations because I get confused right. about that too. All right, so next week we'll cover that, or some future week we'll cover that. Yes. Um, uh, without looking it up, too, so we just randomly speculate. Okay. And let me write that down so we don't forget it. Okay. Because, you know. So, bananas. Bananas. So They I'm, are appealing. <laughs> so, I'm wondering if I'm the only one in the world who didn't yes. know that it is easier to peel a banana from the bottom rather than the top. I've heard this. I refuse to participate in this. So the other day, the Hall of Famer grabbed a banana and opened it from mm-hmm. the bottom. Yeah. And my first, Is that the first time you'd ever seen that? Yes. And my first response was, who does that? What are you doing? <laughs> and um, it opened up so easily, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm a rookie at this, so I've done it twice, and both times I've squished the bottom of the banana. So it really doesn't work for me. <laughs> Yet, it, I think there's a learning it, curve. Okay, so it's you're, what you're saying is it's easier once you master the technique. It must be. But beforehand, before you do that, before you get to the point of where you're an expert, you know, like ten thousand hours of opening bananas. Correct. Then, yeah. then you're gonna ruin some bananas, or at least the ends. I have. Ruined. By, by the way, I don't eat the ends of the bananas anyway. So you, so you're a you're a top peeler. Oh yeah, it's got the handle on it. That's what I think. It's got I the think. pull tab, the convenient pull tab. It's it's nature's pull tab. It's like, you know, yeah. you, it's built in. Why and, not? Well, that's why I do it. I mean, it never even occurred to me to, to peel it from the bottom. Yeah, I've had people tell me that before, and I've seen people do it, and I'm just like, eh, I, no, why? I'm not going to go against nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's built in. The handle is built in right there. You just pull it. Yeah, but it's sometimes when you, pull, when you pull that handle, have you ever had it happen where you pull that handle, and then instead of popping from the top, it slices open at the middle? No. I've had that never. happen before. I, maybe my technique is just wrong always <laughs> around. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe this is a banana opening <laughs> issue and not not the technique that you approach it from. <laughs> maybe. Like I said, I don't have much experience with bananas because I don't love them. Okay. But I'd never seen anybody peel them from the bottom. So you're telling me that you are not one of those people that thinks it's easier to peel it from the bottom. I'm just saying it ain't for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, um, I have, like I said, I've tried to peel it from the bottom twice, mm-hmm. three times now. It uh, hasn't worked for me yet. But I well, have, I when, I've done, when I've done the top, I've usually end up peeling the top off too a little bit. Hmm. So, so here's s- the thing. Go ahead. You're saying that you peel it and then what do you do? Cut off the, the ends? I'd usually just grab it with my hand and pinch it off the very end yeah i i typically don't eat the ends either unless they don't look uh, unless they and, look and right. now here's now here's the thing i guess this is the reason why i open it from the top um even though i was you know being you know sarcastic and silly before mm-hmm. the reason i think i open it from the top is because whenever i've eaten a banana and if i peel it i will t- eat the end that's at the top that's no problem but for some reason the end at the bottom is always seems worse to me like it's all, oh. if there's going to be a discoloration in there, it's almost always at the end that's at the bottom. So if I peeled it off the bottom, I would really have to pull that off and throw it away and then eat the rest of it. So I would prefer to peel it from the top and just so I had to eat that end 
And then when I get to the bottom, I still got the peel. It's just it's the, just leave that part in there and just throw the whole thing away with the peel. That's what I usually do, peel off the bottom. Yeah. But I guess if you start at the t- at the bottom, you could peel that off, which is what I'm essentially doing every time mm-hmm. that I've screwed up. I'm taking that little piece off the bottom off when I peel it. So you could do yeah, it ahead of time or you could save it for the end. That is true. That is that is a good point. I didn't think about it that way. But here, here's what this boils down to. Is peeling a banana all that difficult that we need another technique? <laughs> You're right. That is what it boils down to. This is not a first world problem. No, it's a real thought. Yes. <laughs> Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Midwest bias. So, yeah, speaking of Minnesota bias, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Midwest nice. Uh, so speaking so anyway speaking of midwest bias Mm -hmm. the just recently like this week the minnesota house of representatives voted to allow liquor sales in minnesota on sundays is jesse ventura still running that show (laughs) no he's i don't think so maybe behind the scenes you never know nowadays who's running what he hadn't been the governor in a while though right he hasn't been in the i wasn't even old enough to vote when he was the governor Oh, okay. Maybe I was old enough. For some reason, I think it's just like a few years ago, and it was, you know, 20 years ago. I actually think I was old enough to vote, but I didn't, I wasn't a Minnesota resident. Oh, okay. Um, But I guess there was some 159-year ban, 159-year-old ban in Mm -hmm. this state on Sunday liquor sales. So now- They didn't sell any on Sunday anywhere. No, and like, so for- Like at restaurants too, or just like at convenience store, grocery store type places where you could buy and take it home? I think just where you could buy and take it home. But I could be wrong. I guess I don't know that answer. That I've seen places here in Georgia, and I think it depends on the county. Mm -hmm. Um, Dry counties. County by county where, but not only that, not only dry where they don't have any, I mean, dry usually means they don't serve hard liquor like whiskey or bourbon. They still serve beer or you can still buy it Uh at the store. But I think there were, it went county by county where you couldn't buy alcohol like before noon on Sunday, from like midnight Saturday night until noon Sunday. So for 12 hours, you couldn't buy alcohol anywhere in some counties. Oh, interesting. Whether it was beer or hard liquor or whatever. But I haven't seen that recently, and it's certainly not the, you know where I live, you know, around Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's right. not really southern as much as it is, you know, new neo-south, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I don't, want to put, I don't want to put neo in front of anything, sorry. New. Um, it's, it's more like the new south where it's, you know, it's more cosmopolitan. It's more... Metropolitan. It's more. Um, is there another word that ends in politan that I can put in there? Neo. Um, Neopolitan. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. So it it still has to pass the Senate, but the governor is expected to sign it if it passes the Senate, and they think it's going to mm-hmm. pass the Senate. And this I, is to get it wet, right? And this is not. This is to go from dry to wet, right? Yes. Okay. And I guess there are only 16 states in the country that still ban Sunday sales. Hmm. Minnesota being one of them right now. So I, and I'm thinking, oh sure, now that I'm not really drinking and can't have alcohol, now you're gonna ha- allow this. Where were you the last 15 years? Well, I mean, was this really a big crimp in your lifestyle? <laughs> well, if for people that live in you know the middle of Minnesota, it, it is. But since I'm on the border, a lot of people, if they really needed Sunday alcohol, they just cross the bridge to Wisconsin and buy it and come back. I, I mean, if. I think that would happen to me once, and then I would just make sure I had enough during the like yeah. stored up during the week, so I wouldn't have to go. 
And, and, and if I had, uh, this is me personally speaking, if I had to, if it was a situation where I had to cross the border for, for on Sunday for alcohol, I would probably reconsider how much alcohol exactly. I am personally drinking. Well, you know, stocking up like that would require some forethought. True. Which is also not my forte, so maybe I am in that group. When I was in high school, and I'm not saying I did this, but when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Your, your friend, in quotes. My friend and friends okay. would, when the when the bars would close in Minnesota, they were open for another hour in Wisconsin. So people would cross the bridge and go to the bar in Wisconsin for the last hour. Or they were open for two more hours or something. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so speaking of liquor, last week I was talking about wine, is, dry is wine a, versus wet wine. Was that a Gary Braun joke? <laughs> liquor. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um. When I was talking about dry wine versus wet wine, as you called it, and Zinfandel mm-hmm. and Merlot and stuff. Yes. Um, well, you know, since this slice of Midwest bias gives me a chance to share some feedback. Awesome. We got about that discussion. So Jenny Robbins at on Twitter at, Jen, at Robbins underscore Jenny said... Wait, does she live in the Midwest? I think she lives in Maryland. Okay. <laughs> but Is that Midwest? I don't know. No. So she says, after listening to KJ discuss wines on Speaking of Tangents, I'm pretty confident we need to schedule a Jingles wine tasting, which I'm all for. Yes. And then Ed Butt at EDB1947 said, interestingly, I spent all day working on 2017 wine list for our golf club. Thirsty. Wow. (laughs) Thirsty. (laughs) So you think Ed knows what the, like current context of how the word thirsty is used not actually related to beverages i don't think i know oh well then let's move on okay so but speaking of ed ed sent us a an email about the history some history of wine zinfandel versus Mm -hmm. cab and um i found that illuminating and i'd like to say thank you ed he is very, very, very knowledgeable. That He's stuff. very right. knowledgeable. Um, and Jolene Wojcik, she sent me her Wojcik wine recommendation. So thanks, Jolene. Cool. I would say Ed could be our sommelier, but um, we were corrected by Brad that it's not the word we were looking for. No. And 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 now I can't remember the word, but that's what Ed can be. This The official speaking of tangents, not sommelier, but the other word that Brad mentioned. Here's what Brad that's said. That's kind of a long title. At... Okay. One Brad Weiss, sommelier, 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 whatever that word is, is sommelier. sommelier, is a wine steward, person who pairs your wine with food at a fancy restaurant. The word <laughs> you want is onopile, onophile, onophile. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. I pe- thought that would be someone who liked Yoko Ono. <laughs> An onophile. Hashtag pedantic jerk. <laughs> And we'll just leave that there. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I greatly appreciate the information because, believe me, I know I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, too. And um, I'm expecting him to help us out with the pronunciation segment. Yes, absolutely. Before we end this, I would like to interject that, you know, uh, Jenny had mentioned about a wine tasting. Yes. Which we're for. Obviously, we're on record as saying yes. Um, I think maybe that that's going to be part of the bus tour. Not 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 officially, but I have the feeling that the bus tour may include some um wine, you know, um in a coffee thermos? Yes, or a flask. <laughs> <It's> flask. 
Yep, I think you're probably right about that. And red velvet. That's one thing I'm certainly not forgetting. Yeah, red velvet. But don't infuse wine in the red velvet, please. Or apparently watermelon. I actually do put watermelon in there because I'll still eat it and I'll have them all to myself. Well, put watermelon in Jason and Adam Benson's, but no one else's. (laughs) Not that we're being picky, Jenny. (laughs) We've got no qualifications, so here's our recommendations. So do we have any recommendations this week or... um, more like, do we have any write-in recommendations this week? We do. So, was it last week that we, um, I think it was yes. last week that we read, um, geez, From I, your aunt my, or aunt. Yeah, my crazy aunt. aunt she aunt. sent her top five albums. So, we had a couple of those this week. Awesome. So, Patrick Moffat sent in his top five, which he mm-hmm. also said at the bottom of his submission this is impossible by the way i already hate my list so yes and i i, I concur it's very hard yeah here's the secret here's the trick um we're going to keep doing these as many times as we can from week to week the more people that send them in the better because then we can add to it if we want to and we're gonna say oh yeah that's one of mine too so our list is mine and your list is never ending essentially that exactly way. <laughs> um so so i don't know if this is in any order but here's what he sent david okay. crosby if i could only remember my name which is an album I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with that either. <laughs> Beatles. White, Revolver. Just the Beatles in general? No. White okay. slash Revolver slash Sgt. Pepper. Too hard to pick. Huh. I, I would say, yes, those are probably my favorite three Beatles albums, too. And I think Revolver isn't Revolver the one that Rolling Stone ranks at number one all the time. Yeah, a lot, all I think a lot albums. of people put that at the top. Yeah. yeah, I think I actually like Sgt. Pepper, like listening to it better than Revolver, and I think maybe the White Album might be more significant. But that's just my personal opinion, and you know, I'm sure we could get um, better feedback and more correct information from you know anybody listening on that. Well, I told you that my crazy aunt said that Sgt. Pepper got her through the '60s or something. Yeah, and that I mean that's that's a, certainly a, an important factor to put in there. Yeah. Okay, his next on the list is Kinks, Lola versus Power Man. Now, is that two? Is that two albums? Is he I saying Lola and don't know. Power Man, or he can't decide? I think that's the name of the album. Okay, shows you how much I know about the Kinks' full album names. Well, I mean, I don't know much about the album names either. I know most of their songs, but you know, most of the most of their stuff I've listened to just basically off a playlist on YouTube or you know, greatest hits or something like that. Not actual. Mm-hmm. I don't actually own any of their albums, which I probably should be embarrassed to say, but well, there it is. And we could look this up, Lola versus Power Man, but we won't. Nah, nah. The next one, Tribe Called Quest, The Low End mm. Theory. That's a good one. I like that one. And Tribe Called, Tribe Called Quest just performed at the Grammys. Did you see it? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. It was Saw pretty good. One. Yeah, it was okay. Um, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Of course. Yep, I think that's a great pick. That was on pick. my list, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, that was on my initial five list. <laughs> Mine, too, uh, uh-huh. with The Wall. I thought, and yeah. I went The Wall. Yeah, and I could see that, too. That's totally, both of those are great. So thanks for sharing that, Patrick. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, we got Anita from Alaska. All right. At Safety Gal AK, mm-hmm. I believe. I don't have that yes. in front of me. I think that's correct. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um. She said, no particular order, blood on the tracks, 
Mm-hmm. And, okay, whose blood on the, What is that? Do we know? I'm pretty sure that's Bob Dylan. Let me look that up. Bob Dylan. You'll look that up, but not but not Lola versus Power Man. Selective, <laughs> selective research. Yeah. Blood on the tra- well, it's Patrick. He got the name of the album right, and he had like the artist in there. So if you say Lola versus Power Man, the Kinks, people can look that up. Sure. I think it's people will look up Blood on the Tracks too. But um, yeah, Blood on the Tracks is Bob Dylan. Okay. Which I'm not a huge Dylan fan, but I understand and I certainly appreciate his you know ability as a lyricist and just uh, so I certainly can respect that being on anybody's list. Robert Zimmerman from Hibbing, Minnesota. Yes. Although I I actually believe he was born in Duluth, but you know who's 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 picky. <laughs> it could be that he. I don't remember. I think he was born. I think Kornheiser is wrong. He always says Hibbing. I think he was born in Duluth. Okay. <laughs> Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. So we got uh-huh. another one. Which I believe, which I think was cool. She said uh, D-S-O-T-M, yeah. which is nice. I like that. Definitely. Ice. <laughs> Born to Run, which I'm yes. assuming is Springsteen. It has to be. And Great one. 461 Ocean Boulevard. Yes. I don't know what that is. That's a Clapton solo album from the 70s. Oh, okay. Very good. And it's, then... I, if, if I was picking a Clapton album, I don't know if I would pick that one. Uh-huh. I might actually pick a Cream album, um, or like, I mean, I would cheat, you know, and pick, you know, the Crossroads Greatest Hits, which is like four four CDs in one. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, totally, totally, absolutely a great album. So that's very good taste on that. I'll have to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then live at Fillmore East. Yes. But I you know who that is, No, right? I don't. I'm going to say that's Allman Brothers. Oh, well, I know that my crazy aunt loves the Allman Brothers. Yes. Actually, I should say, I think, I guess I don't want to be so declarative, but I think she loves them. (laughs) I think she's told me that before. Yeah, and that album is pretty much considered like one of the great landmark live recording albums ever. So it's, it's it's always up there when anybody lists, you know, great live albums it's it's usually on the list somewhere oh cool so it's a great one i like the allman brothers maybe i'll have to listen to that one too I've yeah, got a they list. are they are actually better live because of the interplay and how they you know uh, how everything locks together and how they play off of each other it's it's really really great live and um the energy's better and all that stuff so also ed butt sent us a long email what did he do he gave us like his top 40 didn't he yeah, <laughs> and so we need to have a whole podcast. Yeah, the way top too forty hits by Ed Buck. Yeah. Way too long to read, but thank you, Ed. There's a lot of good stuff on there that I will have to try out for the first time, and stuff that I'd like to listen to again. Yeah, and maybe next week we'll pull five. We'll pull five at random from that and, and just read them. Yeah, and then we got one um, from Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop on Twitter. Uh-huh. He said, based on the number of times that I listened to it over and over while mowing lawns in high school, Def Leppard yes. Hysteria. Yes, I can I can vouch for that one. That's a that's a that's a young childhood memory of mine listening to that one. That came out about the same time I think as like Thriller and Purple Rain, and that was one of the that was like the third album in my rotation back in those days in the early eighties. So that had Hysteria, that had Pour Some Sugar on Me, that had Armageddon. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Rock of Ages. No, they didn't have Pours from Sugar on Me. Pours yeah. from Sugar on Me was later in the eighties. Okay. This is this is um, like Photograph. Okay. Rock of Ages. What's what's the name of that song? Um, I know Hysteria, but I don't think I know the other two. And maybe I'm thinking it wrong. Did he? Wait a minute. He said what? Def Leppard Hysteria. Okay, I'm. Th- you were right. I'm thinking of the wrong album. Okay. So Hysteria, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Pyromania. Oh. Which I wasn't aware is, of them until Hysteria, I don't think. Oh, then listen to Pyromania, which is better than Hysteria. In my, I mean, maybe it's just because of my age. I'm a little older. Pyromania is, is the album to me. Okay. Because Pyromania had Photograph. Um, it had um, Rock of Ages. It had um, Foolin'. Foolin'. Oh, I know that song. Um, it had Too Late for Love. Rock, rock till you drop. Rock, rock till you drop. What is? It how a, does Rock of Ages go? Um, um, it starts up. Rise up, gather round, rock this place to the ground, burn it up with fire and smoke. You don't. You do you know that one? I don't think so. And it gets in the chorus. Rock of Ages. Oh yeah, I know the rock chorus. Of a- yeah, that's Rock yeah. of Ages. Okay. Great, great, great stuff. I, um, I was all about. Uh, Pyromania, Hysteria, decent. I mean, I, I can go for that. Certainly, if I would have been a little bit, you know, younger, Hysteria would have been the one. Um, but Pyromania, after hearing Pyromania, and that's what I would put in there with my rotation of Thriller and um, Purple Rain. So, okay, not not at, it's not at the level of Thriller Purple Rain to me, but it's still it's on that next level, next next tier. That's great. So thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Anita, and thanks, Smitty Scoop and Ed. Yes. Ed, thank you for your list. We'll have and to get to one I, of those at a different date. And I certainly um, appreciate him talking about the lawn mowing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, maybe it's because I, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't do a lot of lawn mowing until I had mm-hmm. my own house. Is this something that, um, do you have to listen to a certain type of music while mowing lawn? Um, I think it's whatever you want, but you want something that's probably more rock oriented. Um a lot of stuff in the '80s fit into that. I had a, several lawnmower albums in the '80s. Okay, well, mean, what, what, are, know, what are yours? Like "Appetite for Destruction" was a good lawnmower uh-huh, album. Yeah, yeah. Which one you can listen? Because back then, I'm listening on a cassette, like on the Sony Walkman. Mm-hmm. So you're not really skipping tracks, and you can't really. It's hard to combine and make your own. You're not burning your own CD or making your own playlist on your iPad or I'm not your iPad, your iPhone or your iPod. Sure. So you put the cassette in. You want something that's quality and pretty consistent all the way through. You know, both sides, you know, because you got to take it out halfway and flip it over, which, you know, my kids don't even know what that is. Um, (laughs) So you really want something that's pretty consistent that you can at least listen to. If you don't love every song, you at least can listen to it and get into it. And it's got some energy because, you know, you're out doing physical activity more in the yard. I listen to a lot of them, you know. I mowed yards a lot every Saturday morning for a couple of hours when I was a kid, when I was that age, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14, before I got a job, you know, real, real job. so it was a situation where, you know, like Appetite for Destruction was one of those. Um, a few Van Halen albums, like the first four or five Van Halen albums up through like 1984 were in there. You know, Fair Warning, uh, Women and Children First, Van Halen 1 and 2. Um, mean Streets was a great song on, on some of those. But then you get into like stuff like I also had a White Snake cassette. Oh. White Snake. I think it's I think it's like titled White Snake that came out like in 86, 87. 
um, it had uh, Still of the Night and um, Here We Go, Here I Go Again. Um, you know, you know, basically what people from know of White Snake from the '80s was on that album. So I listened to that thing till the cassette wore out for you know all of these, with lawnmower albums. Okay, well, I have no lawnmower albums because I, like I said, I never mowed the lawn when I was young. Um, I never mowed the lawn for a job, and now when I mow the lawn, I listen to Tony Kornheiser podcast. That is true. Now I have I have transitioned from lawnmower albums to to podcasts whenever I'm doing any activity where I have headphones on. So yeah, you're you're right. But yeah. I'd, I'd be interested if anybody that's you know around our age, maybe a little older, if you had because you almost had to be of the time when there were cassettes because mm-hmm. you're not going to yep. walk around with an you know an, a vinyl LP or an eight track. I guess. I don't know. Do they have portable eight tracks? I don't think so. I know they. Had I them in don't cars. think they did. I know because my dad had a car that had an eight track in it, but um, I don't think they had like portable like cassette like the cassette Walkmans. Um, so you would have to be of that era, and I feel like a lawnmower album had to be at least you had to originally own it first on a cassette. That's part of the deal. Okay. Well, so I'd I would be put interested it like to mid, see mid late nineties, mid late eighties to early nineties. If anybody else out there had lawnmower albums. That they would consider as part of this genre, subgenre of music. Lawnmower albums, I like it. <laughs> yes, lawnmower albums. Okay. Hey, how's it going? You good? How's the fam? Cool, cool. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Speak Tangents or via email at Speaking of Tangents Podcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at Speaking of for all the relevant links and info relevant to this podcast i thought that's pretty clear i'm just clarifying since we're kind of into that lately oh and if you haven't been enjoying the podcast you know we're sorry that you had to endure it this long but we're also sort of confused as to why you're still listening to something you don't really enjoy thanks though and regardless we'd love to hear from you too so be sure to snap face or insta chat with us we'll get back to you in the appropriate amount of time on either of those thanks So do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yeah. Remember when I said I'm it was sorry. a feedback-heavy... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I know it's hard for you to remember, so I just want to make sure yeah. that I did indeed say that, right? Feedback-heavy? Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and we basically covered feedback the entire show, so yes, I basically we did. should say, do we have any more, more feedback. feedback specifically for the feedback section this week? Yes, we've got some a nice general comment here from Patrick Moffat. This is from Twitter, at Moffat cool. Patrick. He said, the Speaking of Tangents show has become my go-to slash must-listen Friday podcast. Who needs at this show stinks? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Which is Tony Kornheiser's show. Can't wait for the insurance blowout. Yes, I I appreciate that's That's an incredible comment. I'm, you know, floored by that. I appreciate the shot at Tony's show. Because yeah. I'm sure, you know, that's, Tony would appreciate that, too. Definitely. <laughs> and I think that um, John Fitzpatrick, at John, at, at F. John Fitz, at F. Mm, try again. At John. <laughs> John Fitz P. At John Fitz P. Didn't he say something like, yes, but what's your Thursday show? Which there is you a, go, which, which is great. Funny. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I got his Twitter handle screwed up. <laughs> Just a quick editor's note. Uh, we screwed up the twitter handle again for john fitzpatrick it's at fitz john p f-i-t-z john p so and now back to our nonsense go ahead i just said i didn't have it in front of me 
when we will have an insurance blowout we'll have a, a like a whole customer service bad you know ranting about bad customer service blowout w- including the insurance saga once mm-hmm. it concludes between um, the two of us i think we probably have enough material for let's say two hours yeah roughly <laughs> um so matthew vogel at vogel matt Mm-hmm. He said regarding, quote, obviously, unquote, and Amazon reviewers, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> so obviously that's a reference to Princess Bride. Yes. Obviously. Great movie. I don't, have we ever recommended that movie? Um, we, I think we have. Not in the recommendation segment per se, okay. but we have said that before. I think it goes without saying. That's a good movie. Definitely. Very good. Thank you, Matt. Yes, thank you. So now we get to some clarifications. We always have clarifications because we don't always know what in the world we're talking about. Yeah, and I would like to clarify that we do not do corrections. Oh, no. But we will do clarifications. Yes. So Patrick Moffat again at Moffat Patrick said, because last week we were talking about homo sapiens and trying to figure out is that one or two words. Yes, that pronunciation segment last week was yeah. pretty disastrous. Yeah, it was. You know, it was on our part. So Patrick says, Homo sapien is two separate words, the genus Homo hmm. and the specific epithet sapien. Same for all species. <laughs> Same for all species. <laughs> Same for all species. <laughs> oh, I've got to tell you, I've got a canker sore that's been hard to talk this week. Oh. Ow. Yeah. I think it's from the, all the fruit I've been eating. but Oh, yeah, the extra sugar, the, yeah. the natural sugar yeah. even. Yeah. yeah. And so then Mark Schaefer at Marcus, what did you say, Andreas, D.C.? Yep. A-N-D-R-E-A-S, D.C. He responded to, to um, Patrick, I think, and us. He said, mm-hmm. I think the species epithet is actually, quote, sapiens, unquote, even in the singular Ah. Yeah. So we had a clarification to a clarification. Yes, we did. I love it. That's awesome. And then Brad Weiss, at one Brad Weiss, says, thanks, science guys. Science. Science. Homo sapiens grow up to be Neanderthals. Little known fact. With <laughs> a clarification to a clarification a of clarification. a clarification. Yes. Awesome. Now, here's a clarification, but not a clarification to the previous clarifications, a different clarification. All right. What's your clarification? Jeff Ferris, at Radio mm-hmm. Jeff NC. Mm-hmm. He said, by the way, in case no one has reached out, BMG was the other music service competing with Columbia House. Oh, that's right. When we were talking about that, and we, I think we said that there was another one that was a, in competition, and we, couldn't, we didn't come up with it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. It was BMG, and um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what we guessed, but it was not BMG. What do you think BMG stands for? Do you know? I did at one point. Music is the middle one. Okay. Big music group? That's a good as guess Billboard as any. Billboard Music Group? Billboard. I bet you. Hmm. Billboard Music Group. I don't really know. I was just asking them because I thought you might know. Well, I, I think maybe we need another clarification. Need clarification. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Now, next last week, we talked about the group Pheasants Forever. And quintessential quails. And quintessential quails. Mm-hmm. So, Patrick Moffat tweeted us about that um and we know that patrick is the duck whisperer whisperer so yes. i was hoping that i'd get his take on this yes he is an expert he is an expert so he says lots of conservation organizations out there with strong hunting element most mm-hmm. well known is ducks unlimited which i've definitely yep. 
heard of Ducks Unlimited. Yes, same here. Ducks Unlimited. Other organizations, though, not as well. Which is not technically true because they're really limiting the number of ducks if hunting is involved, right? I mean, it's good for the ducks. It's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. wouldn't it be ducks sort of limited? Well, that's what I was saying about pheasants forever. Oh, okay. Pheasants not forever? Some pheasants forever. Pheasants? Well, actually, no pheasants forever, but, you know, some pheasants longer than other pheasants. Yeah. So, but he, I don't know. I think he's saying that Ducks Unlimited is a little bit better organization. Oh, cool. So they're not really hunter-driven as much, maybe. Well, this is what he says. Other organizations, though, not as wildlife-friendly and use the word <laughs> conservation to distract from shady business. Oh. They do a lot of... So he's of saying gr- Ducks Unlimited is a good one. I think so. a good one of these. He said, okay. yeah, they do a lot of great wetland restoration and cons- conservation work. And he said there's a land-owning partner where, where he works. Cool. And if you don't remember, when he was on, um, it's been like a month or two ago now. Um, yeah, it's been a He talked been a about his, his job where they, he's in California where they um, manage the, the wetlands and some of where, where the ducks kind of migrate through and they kind of go north and south through where uh, he is in California, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So he would know. Yes, Thank absolutely. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, I joke and say I'm an expert, or we're experts sometimes. He's literally an expert at this. He is. That's not even being sarcastic. He knows what he's talking about. And then Brad Weiss weighed in, and he said, major tension in environmental activism, preserve species versus individuals. That's very true. Yeah. That is that is a good point. Mm-hmm. It is. That I've seen that, that argument or that tension often applied to, it kind of goes into the, you know, do you sacrifice the few for the benefit of the many, that kind of deal. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Luke Overby. Young stat man. At Luke Overby. Mm-hmm. He said, quail forever is the quail division of pheasants forever. And then he linked so quailforever.org. Yes, he did. And, Wait, yeah. and then he said, quintessential is better, though. I agree. <laughs> Hashtag young stat man. Quail forever? You're going to go to the trouble of doing pheasants forever right. for the alliteration, and then you go quail forever? They got, they got, you know, they got bored. They got uh, lazy. <laughs> Quintessential <laughs> quails is better. We both we both came up. What would you say? What Don't was quit on the quail. Yeah. Both of those that we came up off the top of our heads in three seconds yeah. of hearing this were better than quail, quail forever. forever. Yeah. I know they're probably trying to build the forever brand, but come on. I know. Put a little creativity into it. Exactly. Now, you remember we talked about mascots that are pheasants and quails? We thought for sure there would be one out there, but we oh, couldn't think of any. I think I gave a guarantee of uh, even, I went as far as to say, I even though I've never heard of any, I guarantee you that there's a minor league baseball team or something out there that has a quail or pheasant or some sort of bird as their mascot. Yes. yes. And so Stat Young Man, he sent us lots, um, I think maybe yeah, I 10 or 12. And yeah, like 12 tweets. Uh, I'll, I'll read the first one here. Sport, here's what he said. Sports teams with mascots taken from biological order galliforms. Nice. Number one, Sioux Falls Pheasants. And he said that was a 2010 to 2012 independent baseball team. See, those baseball minor yeah. leagues, there's all kinds of yeah. names out there. And number two, Parker High School, South Dakota Pheasants. Mm. And then he also... Is it South Dakota or San Diego? Oh, I, I assumed it was mm. South Dakota. Oh, I would have read San Diego. See, so now we have a dilemma. Well, if you look at number three, it says Albany and GA in parentheses. Oh, so yeah, I should have read ahead. You answered my Albany, Georgia, Quails Independent Baseball. Last season was in 2010. So Mm -hmm. even in the first, there's even in the first three that he mentioned was 
a pheasant and two quails. Two pheasants nice. and, and a quail. Yeah. Two pheasants and a quail. Two so pheasants, pheasants forever. Yeah. Yes. Nice. He, I saw the bunch. I I think I tweeted back at him that I really appreciated the, that he did analysis and actually looked these up, but also went outside the box with like, you know, the San Diego chicken and things like that that made me laugh. Yeah, so yeah. Um, those were great. They were great. So thank you, Stat Young Man. Young Stat Which, Man. I mean, then Jenny, I think, said, Jenny Robbins said something about, he didn't even mention the Gamecocks. And he, which, yeah, and he's in. The state, that, the state that Luke lives in, South Carolina. And he said the terrifying mascot was the Blue Hens, which I had never. Yes. She said the terrifying mascot was the Blue Hens, which I don't think I knew that. Mm-mm. So thank you for. Great information. Definitely. Um, and then regarding Alexa. Who? <laughs> Amazon Echo. Oh, okay. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny said, Jason, I agree the grocery list could have been Alexa's trigger. How did she know I was starting to cook beef stew at 3 p.m.? Oh, this is when she was cooking and she said, play some music. And Alexa said, here's a playlist to cook by. Yes. Yes. Totally freaky. Yes. Well, you know, of course... Uh, today, the day that this podcast re- is released is the date of my scheduled death, according to Alexa. I know. <laughs> a month ago or a month and a half ago when I told her to schedule something for the 24th, she said uh, she put it in as I die that day. So um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, and I think So check with me on Saturday or Sunday to see. Oh, I definitely I will. And I think Jenny said something like she loves that story. She finds it hilarious. So I hope that it indeed is just a story. Yes. <laughs> But wouldn't it make it more creepy and strange if it actually came true? Yeah, that would be some major QE, wouldn't it? Yes. I love QE. I don't want this QE. I'm not ready to go yet. I definitely do not want this QE. I want to be around for my kids to grow up and, you know, help them and, you know, hang out with my wife. I, I, got, I got some time to spend, I hope, left. I hope so, too. Yeah. And speaking of Amazon reviews earlier, do we have any this week? Yes. Speaking of wasting time. Okay. Um. <laughs> This is, and speaking of intelligent devices that are out to get us, and Alexa, and you know the robot overlords, overlords taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, we had mentioned, I think it was last week when we talked about crockpots. Yes. That are listening. It was, I think it was Jen's crockpot. Is what we were joking about. Yes. Yep. Um, this is a Gormia, which is the brand. I hadn't heard of it. GMC seven hundred Supreme eight in one digital multifunction cooker with five point six quart bowl. Fry basket, grill steam racks, 1,500 watts, includes free recipe book. Oh, my goodness. What's the price on that? Uh, $79.99 if you order today. Amazon Prime? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, it's basically a crock pot. Okay. <laughs> so, it's a crock pot. But it's an intelligent crock pot. It looks like a spaceship. Ooh. It's programmable. It's got all, it's like all these LED displays and stuff. So I would definitely classify this as part of the intelligent appliance line that is, you know, networked together and is soon to take over, you know, humanity. So what Jim Babish was saying before was not a joke that Mm-mm. there's info that she can store in her crockpot. Oh, yeah. This thing has all kinds of like computerized looking stuff on it. OK, well, let's hear the reviews then. So review number. So before we get to the reviews, I often like to look at the questions that like people ask. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and the, one of the questions that struck me is strange, which I don't know anything about this, so this may be normal to people. Um, but the first question was, does it make yogurt? Okay. Which yeah. I've never heard of cooking yogurt in a crock pot. Is this a thing? Do you cook what? It, Why would somebody ask, can you make yogurt in a crock pot? 
Is that a thing? Not that I know of. Why would you want that? It's hot. It would be hot, wouldn't it? <laughs> Do you cook yogurt? I mean, what? Oh, well, my mother used to um, make her own yo- yogurt, but that really? wasn't in a crock pot. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. This is a whole new world to me. Maybe someone who has a crock pot who's made yogurt in a crock pot could let us know. Yeah, please do. All right. Maybe they have this gourmet, uh, some giant number and letter combination that I can't remember. Um, How many stars does the first reviewer give it? First review is five stars. Awesome. It comes in a really big box, so at first I was really scared. Okay. <laughs> But once I opened it, I found it was a nice compact size. And the reason I wanted to read this one is because this kind of gets into the notion of this crockpot, this intelligent crockpot, there are other people out there who are scared of these things. But why does the size of the box matter? I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's move on from that piece. Maybe she's, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to speculate. Okay. You know, fear is a, is a personal thing. That's true. Um, the next one, that was a five-star review that she was terrified of it. Uh, so the next one is a one-star review. Um, dangerous. I don't hate, but I'm very displeased with it. I was pleased at first with the eight-in-one small kitchen appliance gadget. So she's saying it's small. But so, I mean, maybe it was too small. Maybe the other one was scared because she's like, maybe I can't fit a turkey in there or whatever. Yeah. Which I read that somebody was trying to cook a turkey in one of these things and it went bad. I bet um, it did. So she said, this, this reviewer says, I purchased this with a deal unbeknownst to me as a two for the price of one. Great. However, I ended up having to use the second one that I was going to give to a relative for Mother's Day because mine's, plural, mm-hmm. stopped working. Oh. I heard strange popping noises, and then when I tried to use it again, it never powered on. What did she try to the cook first in time, it? Do we know? I didn't say. Okay. Uh, the first time I tried to grill, it resulted in my entire house smoked out. I would assume that this is an indoor grill, right? I don't think I'll use this device again. I am scared of it. What? It's not a grill. So it's, it's a crock pot. It's no, no. Did you the description? I'll, let me let me get back to the description in the title. Oh, of this please thing do. Is, I must have missed that. Gourmet GMC seven hundred Supreme eight in one digital multifunction cooker with five point six quart bowl fry basket grill steam racks fifteen hundred watts includes free recipe book. So grill racks. It's a grill too. Apparently eight in one. Whoa. So the thing is, this person is afraid of it and not going to use it again. Yeah, that's not good. No. So here's another one one star review. Bad. Next. <laughs> this, That's all it said. Bad. Just bad. I kept waiting for more and there was nothing. <laughs> no, that was it. Just bad. One word. Um <laughs> one star. There's another one star. This item with spelled I T R M instead of I T E M. Okay. Is a fire hazort. H A C O R T. Four exclamation points. <laughs> hazort. This I term is a fire hazort. That's a word so I I'm, haven't heard before. Has see, what I'm thinking is this is, when I say it like that, this item is a fire has or. Yeah. It sounds very robotic. Yes, it does. I'm thinking this is the crock pot leaving a review on Amazon about itself, or maybe it's a competing yeah. appliance. The competing so, would make more sense. So, yeah. So, maybe the robot revolution, they will actually be like a, it'll be a robot civil war. Maybe. And they won't be after humans because they don't consider us a threat. Right. Well, unless this they think they're better than us. Robot is, is what I'm self-sabotager. Yeah, that's that, oh, that's true. that could be. Yeah, I think robots are pretty smug, though, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, next one star. Uh, I was in love with this cooker, but today it just died on me. Disappointed. Yeah, I bet. 
Here's another one-star disappointing review. Um, I was very disappointed. The classic fondue forks and utensils for optimal results were not included in the box. So they gave it a one-star review because the fondue forks weren't included in the box. <laughs> well, what, what, are Which they, makes me wonder if the person even used it. Are they in the description? The fond- I didn't hear fondue forks in the description. Um, I think it was listed in the what's included with this. Okay. I think I read that. Well, I can say that it is irritating when you get something when you don't get something that's advertised as... Uh, enough to give it a one-star review, though, if you otherwise like it. That's the only negative yeah. thing. That's the only thing they said about it, negative or positive. Probably not, but I, I don't give reviews, so I, I guess she, maybe she is holding a bit of a more of a grudge than she probably needs to, or he. Right. It was, uh, let's see, let me get the name. Uh, it doesn't say. It just has a last name. This is D. Bor- Borland. Okay. So, and something like that. I I would say they misspelled their own last name, but I, I would, that would be shocking. Yeah, it would um, be shocking. The, now, we've both just said that we don't normally give reviews on things that we have and things that, that we tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you do Amazon like TV show like feedback, but that's more like giving your expertise and not actually giving a review, right? Speaking of that, um, I just got another email for another 10 bucks for Amazon to help out another wow. show I watched. Which was it this time? Sneaky Pete. I haven't heard of that one. What's that about? Um, that is about a, a guy, Pete, who was in prison, who uh-huh. um, his cellmate got out before him, and his cellmate is a, a con man, and he took on the identity of Pete when he got out and went to Pete's family to... This is the plot of Reindeer Games, the Ben Affleck, Char- uh, what's her name, Charlie's Theron movie. I don't know. Is it? That's the beginning of I haven't of seen movie, Reindeer yeah. Games. But this is starring... Don't watch. It's terrible. This is starring um, Brian Cranston, and I think he's a producer. Really? And... Is this the one with um, Giovanni yes. Ribisi? Yes. Okay. And uh, I, Margot I've seen, Martindale. I've seen their picture together. Oh, I didn't. Oh, she's in it. Okay. It's this might fabulous. be worth watching. I really, really liked it, and okay. I gave my review, and now I've got ten more bucks coming my way. <laughs> nice, nice. So you know, even so, you would never think of reviewing the show or answering their questions without actually watching it, right? Right. You don't get the email unless they see they can track unless me. You've seen it. They yeah. know that I've watched the the season. And I mean, I think we're both in on the side of if we're never going to post a review of something that we haven't even tried, right? Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense. No. It, it, it's senseless. So keep that in mind as I read these last three. Okay. Three-star review. I thought this was an air fryer. Nope, was my mistake. I'm seriously thinking about keeping it, though. It has so many cool features. Unable to give a review until I make up my mind if I'm going to keep it. <laughs> but... This is like warping my brain because they say unable to give a review until I make up my mind if I'm going to keep it. Right. As a line in the review. I know. (laughs) What? And gave it three stars. This is uh, pretty much like, obviously, I haven't watched this movie yet from last week. Oh, it's it's like (laughs) you you are saying I'm not going to review this in the review you're giving for it. I know. What are you talking about? Review. I do not think you know what that word means. Yes, there you go. That's that. That's more. That's very appropriate. <laughs> Here's another one for four stars. If this product could hold up to cooking, I'll give it six stars. Only time will tell. Oh my goodness! This is <laughs> Which, like a pre-review. Yeah. 
It's a preview where he gave it four stars and said he would give it six stars, which is not even the amount of stars that exists on the Amazon scale. Yeah, yeah. He's turning Only it up to 11, tell. you know? Yeah, he, oh, that's true, yeah. But Only time will tell. Oh my. If you would give it six stars, why did you only give it right. four right. in the review? It needs to be able to advance two stars if it can do what it's purported to do, which is cook. Yes, yes. Very interesting. And here's, and here's the last one, my favorite one of this week. And I'm going to read this and not comment. It's one line. Five stars. Just opened my package and really excited to use this. <laughs> So you take that as you will. Oh, he's a. Uh, it seems like he's maybe wondering how it might be to get how what 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 what. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's a. Uh, it seems like he's wondering how to get to first base. Very true. <laughs> I do appreciate that his name is Ronson Moses. Oh, that is the a good name. name. Yeah. That's a good Moses. name. I might use that as a, you know, when I check into a hotel some places and I don't want people to, to know I'm there. Yeah, Ronson Moses. Now I've actually blown that. I have to. Yeah, you'll have to come up with something else. <sighs> Do you have anything else for this week? Nope. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> that was. Oops. Speaking of tangents, is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Visual effects by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Costume design by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Research coordinators are. Speaking of research, why do they call it research anyway? Shouldn't it be just search? You're looking something up for the first time, presumably, not repeating a search or researching. And is it research or research? Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.